what's up everyone and uh welcome to the for the boys podcast uh created for the boys of to share stories experiences and uh thoughts on life and the battle that comes with it. my name is tizza and i'm speaking second welcome everyone to the show whether you're viewing on the stream or listening through our podcast, welcome, welcome. This is episode 15. Uh, glad to have you on board. What's up, fam? My views are here. Uh, yeah, just a podcast based on uh, our our life experiences so far because we're not uh, we're not professionals or anything like that, but we do have some stories, some stories to share and some experiences to uh, help out those you could need. Yeah. That's Enjoy. it, that's it, Oos. That's Enjoy. it. How are we, boys? Thank you. But before we get into that, we'll bring panel on. Joshy! What's up, brothers? Sup, sup, sup. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Thank you for all the boys uh, jumping on. Nice, nice. Um, uh, so, our guest. You know, he's paved the way for uh, for many aspiring teenagers, a true pioneer, not only nationally in our small bubble of Aotearoa, but internationally as well. Uh, he's toured with with the likes of the Katinas, uh, well, Fiji, to name a couple. But man, this the respect we have for him is huge. Um, you know, it's always good. Glad, we're always glad to have one of the, the big also that's, you know, we, we consider that's made it. Um, and now he's sharing his his piece with us. A very iconic voice. Once you've heard those voice, you already know who it is. You already know. Massive catalog of, of music he's put out. With. A few voices, of, iconic voices of the Pacific. Well, I say that. Definitely, Real, man. I think if he just talks, uh, you already know who he is. You know our generation that is. Um, but you can never. You can't deny his voice ever, anywhere. Whether it's singing, uh, acting. Acting. Oh. Oh. oh, I've seen a few uh, clips there and uh, cameos here and there. Hey. <laughs> but without further ado, I, I want to bring the Uso on because, you know, well, who wants to watch us? Because I don't think it's out of I'm running out of butter. I'm running out of butter. We need it. We need him off. Hey. Here he is. Talofa. Yeah. Talofa and uh, Malole. Malole, yeah. Great to be on here, man. Uh, and yeah, greetings. Supple, so man. We uh, appreciate you coming on to our our, uh, our show. Um, as the boy said, we created it for uh, everyone to kind of feel like it's a, a safe place to, to let everything out. Um, and yeah, um, before we do that, um, yeah, just give us a little introduction. Um, uh, where you grew up or whatever, just what you want to add on there. Yeah, um, well, firstly, um, I just wanted to, to thank you guys for this platform and, you know, for this podcast and um, and for allowing me to, to share my story. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, in the next um, hour, you know, somehow we can, you know, I can be able to encourage and inspire uh, those who are, who are going to be listening tonight. Um, so, yeah, just a, a, a background about myself. Um, 
born and raised in um, in New Zealand, um, and um, I come from a very uh, typical small island family of nine. <laughs> nine there's nine of us. <laughs> and, uh, and, Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's nine of us. There's uh, seven seven girls, and uh, there's two boys. And uh, I'm the uh, I'm number I'm number eight um, in the in the line. Um, my parents, um, my father, um, uh, who just um, who hails from uh, Samoa as well as Fiji as well, where he's he's uh, half uh, Rotuma, um, mm. and then my mum, who is also Samoan and Tongan descent as well. So yeah, that that's um, our mix. And um, yeah, born and raised in uh, in West Auckland, a uh, place called Tat North. Tat North. Tat North. Let's go. In West Auckland, I think they call it Tiaratu Peninsula now, but for those of us who were <laughs> born and raised uh, before uh, 1995, uh, it, was, uh, it was called Tat North. Um, and then, yeah, went to. Uh, primary school in West Auckland uh, for intermediate. I went to a school called Pasadena Intermediate, which is in uh, Point Chev on the borderline of uh, Western Springs. Point Chevalier. Uh, Point Chevalier. Yep. And then from there, I, uh, I, I, you know, from a from from one and two, I uh, hung out with all the boys. Um, that were on their way to going to Mount Albert Grammar, and I thought, "Yep, I'm going to go to Mount Albert Grammar too," because you know, I always just I just wanted to play uh, rugby or rugby league, and I thought, "Yep, I'm going to go to Mags," but my mum had, um, yeah, my mum had other plans. Uh, instead, she enrolled me at Waitakere College, and then uh, yeah, I guess from there, that's where the you know, the, the music started for me, and then uh, I guess the love for the game of rugby league kind of, you know, got pushed to the side, and then music came along, and then the rest is history. Here I am today, uh, about to share my story with uh, with everyone. <laughs> oh, nice. uh, I'm, also, um, I'm also married. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you just remembered. Lucky, lucky, mate. Lucky. Oh, lucky, mate. Uh, you, you found something in the back, eh? Been, uh, yeah, that's the main part. Happily married for 22 years. We have two children. Um, our eldest uh, is back home in New Zealand. Um, our daughter, Samira, she's 23. And then our son, uh, who's here with us uh, on the Gold Coast since uh, 17. Yeah. Um, I've, I've asked pretty much everyone that uh, joined us and most of our podcasts, uh, what's, the, what's the key to a successful or happy marriage, uh, brother? Um, communication and um, being honest. <laughs> <laughs> and never, never, ever, ever lie because you know only your wives can read you like a book. So, um, yeah, that's the. I guess that's the uh, that's the best way to uh, um, to hit that on the hip. Yeah. Ah, nice, nice, bro. Nice. Um. So you. Oh, yeah. 
you personally know um, uh, Joshi and Mafi. Um, Joshi, uh, how did you guys? Uh, yes. Oh, I, I, other, met, yeah, um, yeah. I met Luppy in, um, at work when I worked at Juvie. Oh, not Juvie, but Youth Residence, uh, Youth Justice North. Um, just a, I think he came in to sing. I can't remember how, but he ended up working with us. Did you join through CLS? Or, or some program, and then he ended up working with us, and then just larger than life. Just when he talks, the kids are just memorized. They just they're just stuck on his voice when he sings. He could calm the whole unit. He could calm the whole site down. Everyone wanted to work with Luppy. Everyone, all the kids wanted Luppy in their units. It was just just fun times, and and just you know, just a really good dude. Um, but I, I guess a story I want to share about Luppy is when oh. I. We, did, <laughs> we had an impromptu night. <laughs> we had an impromptu night, so um, we just went out. But the, what the key thing about that night was what happened to me because I just met Luffy and I knew he was a singer. I didn't know him, and I was like starstruck and and all that. And I ended up driving his car. His, he had this is it a big big SUV type car? Eh? And I went home. Like we had our night out and blah blah blah. I came back home and I was like excited as and I was telling everyone, man, guess whose car I was driving in the weekend? I was driving Luffy Mariner's car. Everyone was like, oh yeah, you know Luffy? Because yeah, yeah, I've for years. I've known for years. <laughs> I was like a celebrity that night. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, just, just where we were there, everyone was coming up to Luffy and I was just like, well, just like, yeah, that's my boat, that's my boat. But that's, that's, um, that's how I met Luffy and, and Luppy's cousin's actually a good friend of mine, and we all just—I um, was in the line for his wedding, and we've just, just yeah, life's been life, and I appreciate the bro. And he's been—he's invited me to a couple of the concerts, but I never turn up. But <laughs> I'll definitely turn up next year, brother. <laughs> definitely turn up next year. Yeah, you, 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 you wasted the tickets. It's my turn. <laughs> I guess the good thing about him using my car was, you know, he was. He was good enough to put gas in my car, so yeah. <laughs> there's one thing I appreciate. I appreciate about about my daughter there. So. Shut up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but see, Bluffy will never. Well, he will never um, agree to this. But he said, "You, you're a New South Wales fan, news." Sorry, you're you're a New South Wales um, convert. Oh. Oh, Instead of oh, Origin Cup, really. Just tell, tell oh, him all, the truth. all of our thousands of viewers tonight. Just tell them you're a new <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> okay, let, let, let me share the story. So, me and me and Kofinga Fipuliai, of you know, me and Kofinga were hosting, um, it was a, a, a Origin Night at uh, Manhattan, you know, the Manhattan uh, function room. And um, it was uh, game one. It was game one of the origin that we hosted in 2010 and um because we because we were hosting you know and um we're both both of us are, are marines um fans but i you know it wouldn't have looked good if if both hosts had you know <laughs> had the gears on so you know i lost i lost rox's paper we can't get them all and i lost so i had to wear the blues jersey you're lying. <laughs> the blues juicy that night. So that's, and then because everyone had seen it on social media, it came on Sonata Pacifica, and everyone just assumed, oh, Lappy's with the blues. 
And then when they all saw me wearing my Maroons jersey, they were like, oh, what a change this guy, you know, and all of this stuff and, you know, the rest, oh, man. I, but that's that's the truth. I just want to share that with all, all of my brothers tonight. Clear clear the air, clear the air. Uh, but but uh, you know what? I think I think to be on this podcast for the very first time, I think I should be telling the truth. Yes, I was. And you know what? To be honest, I couldn't handle going going to work the next day after every origin for like those last. <laughs> Those last few years, I got tired of it. I got, you know, got to the stage, you know, pretty much got to the stage where I just called and, you know, wanted to call in sick. But man, <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> so, yep, I, um, yeah, I better come clean. I did. I, I jumped. Uh, I jumped ship and I came in. Maroons, uh, I joined the Maroons. Uh, uh, I hope they're not going back because our oh, team's not looking too good this year. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can do whatever I want now because I'm in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a jersey broken, wasn't there? <laughs> but how, how ironic, you know, that, that, that Josh has to wear a blue t shirt tonight. You know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we, we want to try and uh, take it back. So, from how you got into your singing, or actually, you played um, uh, football with uh, Muffy, and Muffy's shared a few stories or a couple of stories um, with us too. But um, I'll let Muffy share his his story before we get a bit deep. Uh, I, I don't really have any stories. We just have um, good little catch ups here and there, like me and Yeah, I think we've played a. I, I can't remember the first time I've met him, but I, haven't, I do recall like catching up at a few gigs, like unknowingly. You know, if you, I rock up as the DJ, he's there as the MC or the host, or we were just playing the same gigs and things like that. Yeah, I think it's just like almost random, but we always catch up somehow. We always meet up at a gig, or, and we both just casually doing the Fiji concert together, you know, just things like that. Hey, take it easy. Take it easy. Um, and the, that that story you shared with um every time you're playing it, you're lucky you're a bit faster than the the, the Uso. Otherwise you'll be damaged. Well, truth is, I'm probably one of the smallest linemen on a defensive end. And when you get up to go hit the block. And he's the size of this guy. He got no chances. You got to turn the gas on and go right around him. <laughs> you're not going through, though. You're not Aaron Donald this time. You got to go around. You got to go around. But yeah, but I'm ripping. I'm ripping the medals. They won't. <laughs> Oh, nice, 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 awesome. But yeah, well, we'll take it back to, um, I guess, how you first, or you got into singing. Uh, you just told us that you, you went to, uh, is it White, White Tech? Yeah. And um, yeah. How did that work? <clears throat> man, um, when I first uh, heard you singing was through Jam or Jam. Uh, that's a bit after, but man, uh, our whole intermediate used to always sing your guys' songs and 
Yeah, bro. I was. I'm definitely fangirling right now. What's the video? What's that? <laughs> Actually, I wasn't going to school. <laughs> it was just me playing it. <laughs> nah, yeah. Um, your, your story about you, how you how you got into singing. Have you, have you always been singing yeah, like, from a young age? Because when yeah, I I I I was blessed, you know, to to have this gift right from a young age, and and I, you know, it didn't really um didn't really. Uh, click until like um, you know, like like when I started secondary school. You know, I I always knew you know that I could sing, and that was thanks to my mum. You know, mum would always sing to me when I was a kid, and um, you know, obviously our family devotions. You know, growing up in church, you know, and so you know we we were always you know we were always singing, and you know, singing was always a part of my life. But when I got to like third form, fourth form, which is what. Year nine, year ten, um, yeah, that's when it kind of, yeah, it kind of, I kind of clicked and thought, oh man, you know, um, you know, maybe I could, could uh, have a career in this somehow, and and so I was, I was very um, blessed to, you know, have some some great teachers at Waitakere College in the music, in the music department, um, who really um, just gave me direction and and, and really encouraged. And inspired me to, you know, just to just to believe in my dream, you know, that one day maybe you know I I could I could do this professionally. And so, when I was at that age, I was look I was watching people like um, uh, Jay Langaya, mm. you know, uh, who was who was on TV and 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 you know in those years and um and there were there was another uh, famous. Uh, classical, classical or opera singer. His name was Josefa Enari. Um, may he rest in peace. And you know, so it was those men like that, and people like um, the Yandel sisters. Uh, there was there was people like um, you know the, the the Jerome Grays, and you know, and when they would feature on TV, you know, back in the days, you know, especially in the eighties, they would always have telethons, and that's where you got to yeah. see. Oh. Them about that's me. Got to see a lot of our Pacific people, you know, get exposed on 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 the TV scene. So, you know, I used to sit there thinking, man, maybe one day I could, I could be like that, you know, or you know, maybe one day, you know, I'll I'll be doing what what they're doing. And so, yeah, I was, yeah, it started from yeah around third fourth form, and then by the time I was, you know, in the fifth form, it, you know, I knew I knew then that oh yeah yeah this is what I want to do. And so, you know, I was, to be honest, I was only turning up to school just for the school shows and for the, um, <clears throat> and for all of the, the, the concerts and stuff like that. And, and I didn't really, you know, to be honest, I didn't really pay attention to, to any of the other school subjects, but music, <laughs> music and drama were, were probably the, you know, the, where, where I really excelled. And, and that's because I had, had awesome teachers, um, and then by the time I was, when I got to 16, so when I was in the sixth form, that's when Jamo Jam started. Wow. So I, was, I was still in school. I was still in school when Jamo Jam started. And so, um, yeah, so uh, it was, yeah, just, just being able to, just, I guess, meeting the right people, you know, um, and, and, you know, obviously, um, 
Because because Jamal Jam was a very different group, you know. We had two of us from West Auckland, and then the other two were from South Auckland. <laughs> that was that was Jamal Jam. <laughs> and so people, people, I guess they all assumed that you know we were all from South Auckland, mm. or we were either all from West Auckland. But no, that wasn't the case. So when it came to practicing and like for rehearsals and stuff, you know, we would always meet at uh, one of our members. Uh, homes in Onehunga and so you know we would always meet there for practices and me and Mike uh, Mike Powell uh, me and him were the Westies and then Fred Lemalu and Sam were obviously from uh, South Auckland but the original the original Jam or Jam uh, we, had, we had females in there in 1993 when I was still at school and we had um, Sulata Fawai Sulata she became um, you know the, the, the main vocalist for Tevaka you know, mm. um, oh, so, yeah, man. you know, she was she was one of the original members of Jamal Jam, and then there was a, we also had another female uh, vocalist, and and um, yeah, that was it. And then one of the boys from Purest Form, one of the original members of Purest Form, his name was Kenneth. Kenneth also joined um, joined Jamal Jam. So after they shot the Rainbows in Ed. Not long after that, that's when Kenneth joined Jamal Jam. Oh wow! And so that's that's pretty much the original uh, Jamal <laughs> Jam back in back in nineteen ninety three. And obviously, Sulata she had to leave because you know she uh, became a part of the group. Uh, I don't know if you remember Three the Hard Way. You know they were a hip hop yeah. uh, group <clears throat> from from West Auckland, and she joined them. And uh, one of our other female sisters, uh, Sefa Tippins. She also left as well, and then it just became the five guys. So it was me, Mike, Fred, Sam, as well as Kenneth as well. And then that's when uh, that's when we recorded the song, um, the first song, Nolan, uh, which was Jamal Jam's very first song that we recorded. Yeah, I remember that one? Damn, yeah. back. Can you sing it, folks? We can be and 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 with becoming you know joining the jam or jam and how how it blew up so far oh you, you know you guys are already out there but with you know the the fame in new zealand at a young age did that at any time get to you or that did you guys know how to take it that young or you were the, you were the youngest in the group I think. oh yeah yeah definitely i was yeah i was i was the baby uh in the group and i guess you know because the other the other guys were a lot a lot older than me um you know just like a few years older than me we you know we were all we were all grounded we all came from good families you know um so and th- and that's you know I guess I kind of matured faster because I was hanging out with a lot of the older guys. I mean, even even at that age, man, I was I was singing in nightclubs at the age of sixteen, you know, with the boys, you know, and was you know, and but I mean back then nobody would have known that I was sixteen years old. They would have classed me as an adult anyway because you know, I, I was a lot bigger than the boys. But but yeah, man, you know the buzz the buzz of being a teenager and sitting <laughs> in nightclubs and being, you know, just being like um, exposed to that kind of 
Yep. You know, that, that kind of uh, life was like, oh my gosh, man, is this, is this what it's all about? They just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 really, I'm really enjoying this, you know. And the, <laughs> the eyes are just going crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the shades in the nightclubs. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I still remember, you know, there was one one particular nightclub in, in, in Auckland City, you know, where we were always we were like the resident group at that club and and it was my cousin who who ran the club and i remember when every time people would go onto the dance floor i would just i would grab a straw from the bar and wait for everyone to come onto the dance floor and i'll be going sipping their drinks on the table <laughs> while they were on the dance floor you know 16 years old i had no money but you know yet i'll be singing in these clubs and drinking for free, drinking everyone's drinks, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's how it all. Yeah. Now we were we were definitely grounded, bro. If there was one thing that all our all, all of our parents taught us was to you know always always be humble, you know. And and I believe, and I want to encourage you know anyone. Um, you know, who wants to, to, to pursue a career in the music industry is that's what will get you far is, is, is if you become, if, if, if you um, humble yourself and just, just stay grounded, you know, and, and you'll, you'll go a long way. Honestly, that's, that's, I, I believe that's the key. That's the key in the music industry or, or any, any industry is, is, you know, to become, you know, just, just be humble. Oh, nice, nice. Thanks for that. Um, and uh, were you playing um, football throughout your uh, high school, or is it just towards the? Nah, uh, the yeah. So, yeah. So when I joined Jamal Jam, I also started playing American football as well. Um, and you know, back back in those days, there were no junior teams, there were no Colts. You were straight into the, you know, playing against men and with men. Fuck. So you know we were pretty much you know thrown into the to the deep end. But the first team, the first team that I ever played for was a a, a team or a club called Metro Lions, which was based uh, in in, uh, in the city, on yeah in uh, Grayland. So that was the first team I played for. Um, yeah, when I was when I was sixteen years of age, and yeah, it was it was good fun. It was good fun, and then. Um, Obviously, I, I moved out to South Auckland, and yeah, moving out South Auckland, man, it, it really changed my life. And uh, <laughs> for the good, for the for good, the better, for the better, better. of course, of course, for the better, bro, for the better. Poor fella, man. And you know, I'm, and I was, I was the only one of all my siblings that moved out South Auckland. They, they thought I was nuts, you know, moving out South Auckland. <laughs> But that was because you know I started I started working out South Auckland. I got to know the guys um, that that you know that I was working with, and then obviously you know these guys are showing me around South Auckland, and I I just fell in love with South Auckland, where I eventually moved moved there in 1999. Nice. Did um, where where in South Auckland did you? What area did you? First place we ever moved to in South Auckland was was in in Mangere. And, um, we lived on we lived on the corner we lived on the corner of the corner of Buckland Road and Massey Road. 
And I remember oh. five, probably about five houses down the road from us was uh, Kevin Melamu. And, uh, and Luke, they lived, and Luke. Uh, yeah. they lived about, yeah, about five houses down from us. But yeah, we used to live right on the corner there of, of Massey Road and uh, Buckland Road, right at those oh, yeah. That's where all the car crashes are, when it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lappy, bro, you... and we get distracted. Nah, you see a play pitch at Messi Park? What's that? Oh, man. Did you train off tour? We, we thought it was just play fighting or people playing tour. <laughs> <laughs> it was touch and grab and hold. We saw it all, man. We saw it all in that park. <laughs> And uh, you've also won uh, a few uh, Kiwi Bowls as well and represented yeah. New Zealand as well. <laughs> yeah. And Haka? The first Kiwi Bowl that um, that I was a part of was in the uh, 2000-2001 team. That was for the Papatoi Wildcats. And that was the first time that they had ever won it um, that year against uh, a very strong uh, Waikato Spears team. And... Um, yeah, man, Waikato Spears were—they were the real deal. You know, they were—they pretty much took over the. Um, there was a, also when I was playing at 16 years of age, the top team then was um, Man Up at Mustangs, and uh, they were a strong team. It was always them and South Auckland Raiders, um, but Metro were always there uh, when I was playing for Metro. But yeah, um, I think I've won. I've won a, I've won a few Kiwi Bowls with um, uh, with with uh, the Wildcats, and then um, I've won uh, won a couple as well with Metro, and then yeah, represented New Zealand as well in two thousand and uh, two thousand and two or two thousand and three, I think it was. Yeah, so that was cool. Nice and and the the love for um, American football is that because you're traveling there or was that, has that always been since a young age? Yeah, um, I I had um, my my good friends that I grew up with. Their older brothers, you know, were, were playing American football at the time, and so you know, as youngsters, we used to go and watch them play, and they all played for like the, they played for the South Auckland Raiders. And so we still was going to watch their games back then, back in those days, in the in the early nineties, they were playing on Sundays. <laughs> so you know these guys, they could go and play rugby or rugby league on a Saturday. Uh yeah, yeah. And then come play <laughs> on the, gridiron on the Sunday. And so you know we were, so we would always go to our morning service at church, and then take off and then go watch the Sunday. Uh, <laughs> And, and then, and back then. Sorry. Oh, so lovely. Did you play the Christine rugby for White Tech? Oh no, no, no! I didn't play first team. Oh, no, that's no, no. no. <laughs> My friends did. <laughs> I never made first team. Nah. Did Did you play ball? Basketball. Were you a baller back in um? Yeah, fucking Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. I like. I always hung around at the courts and played. You know, at, during lunchtime. But I never. I never played like in the team. Nah. Yeah. 
We had a compact wreck and Ruppy's pretty on too. Orange Timmy, Orange Timmy. <laughs> hey, didn't we win that comp? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was asking. Because you're like, you're pretty on. You'd think you'd be playing like your whole life. Oh, thanks, Josh. Really appreciate that. Oh, especially, when you, uh, especially when you just rush, rush them and just put them on the ground. And then... <laughs> That's probably the nicest thing you've ever said about me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> what a sense, <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Josh. You need your eyes blocked while we're talking. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> you exposed me twice in one sentence. <laughs> And um, yeah, and you, you met your your beautiful wife uh, Jolene, is it? Um, how did you guys meet? Oh wow! Um, yeah, we met in uh, the beginning, the beginning of 1996, and uh, we both um, started at a job together where we were um, caring for autistic children in uh, special needs. So we were working in the disability sector together and she had moved up from Wellington. And so, you know, obviously when you start a new job, there's a, there's an induction that you do for about a week or so. Um, you know, getting to learn about the, the organization that we were working for at the time and and stuff like that. And me and her, we were the we were the youngest ones in our in our intake. Everyone else was in their, you know, uh, late twenties, thirties, forties and me and her were the only, you know, we were the we were the youngest ones in there. But I guess you know we just, yeah, we started off just, um, just conversating, and then I knew people that she knew from Wellington, and and so on, and um, yeah, it was it was a hard case. Um, we we became real real good friends, and um, I invited her um to um to one of my gigs. But before that, like she used to always, man, she had a Walkman. Remember the old Walkmans that we used to have? So during during our Tick breaks, during our breaks and class for induction, she would always have her Walkman on and she'd be listening to the song. And and I said, "Oh, what song are you listening to?" And she she would say, "Oh, oh, it's the the song that they played at my farewell." And man, I really loved the song and. And I said, "Oh, what's the name of the song?" And she goes, "Oh, it's it's um, it's called Knowing." Hey. <laughs> in the back, in the back. Oh, 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 came out, eh? oh, 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 did you, um, you know, did I, you I, sing I, to I remember saying, well, can I listen to the song? And then, because I was thinking to myself, no way. There's no way that she would be listening to, you know. And so, obviously, I had to listen. And then I thought, hey, man, you know, these guys, they're actually performing this weekend. What are you doing this weekend? All right. You know how we do, boys. That's how we do. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna write these down, eh? Write these down. <laughs> but you, hey, Swanky, you gotta learn how to sing first, or or do you have a hidden talent there? Oh, oh, oh. Or are you trying I'll to just, bring out your talent tonight? I'll just, I'll sing, just lip sing, sing also. I'll just lip sing. <laughs> Did you sing oh, at your wedding, Floppy? Josh, now I know why you're uh, now now I know why you're eating your ice block. You're too hot, bro. 
No, no, no. Because you're trying to soothe your throat, so you guys, you want to. Oh, 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 <laughs> did, did you sing it? Um, did you sing it? You're waiting to your, like walk your wife down, or how did that go? Oh yeah, of course. Um, uh, obviously, I had had the boys with me and um, to sing. Um, you know, we sung all the the bridesmaids down, but yeah, yeah, the, I definitely sung her down the aisle. And so each bridesmaid, each bridesmaid had a had a different song, but you know, the song that I chose for her was um, you know the song that. Uh, that was written by Casey and Jojo, you know, all my life. That that song had just come out, so wow, that was the song that I, yeah, that she walked down to. So, yeah, very nice. How does it go? How does I don't care. Sing it, Doc. And um, um, sorry, going back to your singing career. Um, how how did you how did you like um, g yourself up or hype yourself help hype help hype yourself up for a gig? Um, you know, for your performances. Uh, was it just natural for you, or um, you know, to be honest, I, I never, I've never really hyped myself up. Before a gig, um, I, I guess you know these are things that that were that I was taught, you know, from from other um, from other uh, people in the music industry, and, and these are, you know, because you know in in my um, in my years of being in the music industry, we got to meet so many people, you know, and, and when I talk about um, people that were an artist that were in the music industry, I'm talking about the um, artists like. You know, Aricha, you know, people like Ooh. Ryan and, and um, Betty Monga. You know, I'm, I'm talking about people like Dave Dobbin, you know, uh, Neil mm. Finn, you know, from the Crowded House. Um, mm. And and then uh, there was the likes of um, Tina Cross and, you know, all, all these uh, people that we looked up to in, in the music industry. And I was thankful that, you know, um, to meet these people, during during events like Christmas in the park, you know, and that was always a that was always a big gig, you know, you know, especially at the end of the year in New Zealand, you know, it's coming up to Christmas. Those were huge shows, and um, you know, we got to meet other people, you know, Sir Howard Morrison, men like that, you know, who always gave us good advice, and they always made time for us, and so, you know, they would, and and we would watch them and how they would prepare you know, before going on stage. And, you know, to be honest, all of them, all of them just, they were just relaxed, you know, and they were just, you know, just, just chilling out, you know, like, like, like what we're doing right now, you know, this would be a prime example of how we would be before a gig, you know, and we wouldn't be like, you know, I guess when you look at a, at a, you know, the, the, uh, the changing, the changing rooms of an American football team who are about to go out. Well, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of hype in that dressing room, you know. But in terms of of you know, you know myself and and even the boys in Jamal Jam, now we 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 never, yeah, we never, um, we never, yeah, got got hyped up at all. And you know, we would leave that for once we 
once we entered the stage, you know, when the when the lights were on us, and then yeah, we we knew that yep, it's 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 time to go, you know, and, and deliver and give give the best show that you know that we could that we're supposed to do, you know. Yeah, so, for the people, so yeah. Oh, nice. I want to know how 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 did you uh, end up link, linking up with Fiji? Wow. Um, and how then, was that experience like the first show? And oh yeah, that was so twenty years ago. Twenty years ago, uh, Jamal Jam first toured um, the US, and our last our last show um, of the tour it was uh, it was a two week tour, and the last show was in Hawaii. And, um, you know, we were all in the dressing room, just, you know, chilling out. And um, one of our um, the guys, one of our promoters comes out and says, hey, uh, Fiji's in the crowd. And uh, he wants to meet up with you after the show. And, you know, obviously we were like, oh, wow, this is, you know, what, a, what an opportunity, you know, we're going to get. And I remember after doing that show, you know, it was the last one. And, you know, when, when it's the last show, you give everything. You just empty the tank because, you know, after this, I'll be going home. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. But um, I remember after the show, I'll never forget it. He came he came backstage and, um, yeah, he just, um, um, he was just so, um, he was blown away, you know, by, you know, just the whole show and stuff like that. And he was really encouraging and, and, you know, obviously we were asking him questions, you know, and, and especially because <laughs> that's when, that's when Sosefina came out. And, um, and uh, what was the other one um, that he brought out was um, obviously Ko Aloha and um, um, Sweet Darling. Those were the three songs oh, that, that just got released. That, yeah. and, so. and they're still heavy hitters to this day. Absolutely. To this day, bro. Absolutely. So, you know, when, when I'm asking him questions and, um, you know, I'm like, oh, bro, you know, how, how did you how did you get the, the pronunciations of Samoan words? How did you get it down packed? And, you know, he told me the story of a, a Samoan medical doctor from um, from Carson, Carson, California, um, who he became good friends with. He would be, because he was really good in his Samoan, that medical doctor, and he was the one that was, you know, obviously... Um, teaching or, you know, teaching him the pronunciations of, you know, how to pronounce the words. Because when you hear, when you hear Feech sing a Samoan song, you would, you'd think he was a Samoan. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, so, yeah, that, that's, that's how we met Feech that same night. Um, because, you know, obviously the conversation still, you know, he, he even said, look, hey, I'd love to take you guys out tonight. And then, you know, the other, the boys in Jamal James said, oh man, sorry, Feech. You know, we've got to, we've got to see um, our family. Our family have come, you know, to visit us here at the hotel. But I was the only one that said, oh yeah, I'll come out with you. (laughs) 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 I I was, I was lucky, you know, I was fortunate that day. I got to see my family, you know, in the morning at breakfast with them. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, they obviously, they came to the show and then they left, but 
So I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, but even even if I was to meet my family that night, I, I would have still seen this, you know, because, you know, when I, I believe, you know, when you get opportunities like that, you've got to take them, mm. you know. You've got to take them, and I'm and I'm and I'm so thankful and grateful that I did take that opportunity because now you know me and him, you know we're 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 now brothers for life, you know, and you know he, yeah, he just, um, I've just been I've learned so much as well, being with him, like you know when you when you've been in the music industry as long as I have, you you kind of think, ah, oh, I know it all. But then mm. when, when I got to, you know, really spend time with him, you know, the last 20 years, man, I've seen him record most of those hit songs that he's brought out today. You know, I've, I can say I was in the studio when he was recording those songs. And, wow. and he, he's taught me so much in terms of, you know, um, you know, just, just from the performance-wise on stage, as well as being in the studio as well. Uh, there's one thing that I learned from him is... You know, he doesn't muck around when he goes into the studio. And, you know, and it shows because when you hear his stuff, it's awesome, man, yeah. because, because he's so focused. You know, he's the kind of guy, he's the kind of guy that will lock lock all the studio doors and there's to be no distractions at all because, you know, he's going to write, he's going to write some hit songs. And, Damn. you know, it's, that's what you do, man, is you, you take those opportunities and, and so, yeah, I'm just really thankful that, you know, I can call him, you know, my uso for life. Nice. And, and, and you've uh, toured with him to quite a few places internationally. Uh, what will be one of the best places that you've uh, toured and the, the crowd was good? Everything was like one of your best nights. Best shows, bro. Um... You know, all, all of the all of the shows that I've done with him have been awesome. You know, to be honest. But if there's one, if you know, if there's ones that that, that are my favourite, uh, obviously the ones in New Zealand and Australia, they're, they're the best ones. You know, and uh, and and that's not to to say that the people in you know the United States or in Japan or uh, in Guam. And in the Dominican Republic, that, that's Ooh. not to say that, you know, the, the crowds there weren't good, but it's just that um, when I when I, when I I have that um, that time with him, when it's just me and him, you know, just spending time together, I, I, always, I always ask him, I always, hey man, what's, what do you love about coming to New Zealand and Australia? And he goes, well, you know, in America, it's a very competitive market with the island reggae and, you know, because you've got to yeah. compete with the country in Western, you've got to compete with R&B hip hop. And so, you know, when you're, when you're competing against them in a big country like the United States, you know, it's, it's still a small minority, you know, yeah. when they come to Australia and New Zealand, that's when they think, Oh my gosh, well, this is it. You know, everyone's singing our songs. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, he loves performing here because he doesn't really have to perform that much because everyone loves to perform. So, that, that, you know, to me, Feige is not only is he a great performer, 
but he's also a great writer, you know, in terms of the songs, because if you notice, all his songs are sing-along songs. They're yeah, definitely. Everything. Yeah. yeah. So everyone's going to sing his chorus lines because that's the way he wrote them, you know, so that people can sing along to them. So he's very smart, you know. He's... And, in, and in terms of your career, um, your singing career, um, did you did you take away a lot of the advice as well? Did you when you went into the studio or the booth and recorded your music? Um, oh, definitely, definitely, man. I, I mean, you know, just um, I mean that when we performed, uh, when we recorded um, the first um, more jam album, like you know, I, I I took all that advice from Fiji and and you know the. I guess that's why Jamal Jam had that sound that um, it was very, I guess it was, you know, at the time it was very unique and no one was doing it. Yep. Yep. You know, ones, yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of, yeah, we were kind of blessed to, to have that that formula, you know, in terms of the vocal arrangements. And that was all, you know, thanks to, to Sam, Sam Tuunga, who was, who was the producer of Jamal Jam, you know. Sam's background, obviously, he was he was the music maestro for Jamal Jam, and you know he um, uh, he was also the choir director for uh, his church. And so, when you're a choir director, you're always teaching vocal arrangements mm. to your choir. And so, yeah. when you teach, you know, when he was teaching us, it was yeah. you know, he was doing the same thing. But I guess you know, individually, we also added our own little flavor into the harmonies as well and that I guess that's what that's what made the formula just you know um, just just made it work because he was the music maestro you know and then obviously our vocals all together just had that good blend so you started your career from high school up here. have you ever thought of um, creating another group like how Jamal Jam started have you ever thought about getting some brothers and sisters together and forming another island group? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, to, me <coughs> uh, to be honest, uh, during this year, during this COVID um, lockdown, you know, we, we got together, me and the boys, and, you know, we uh, decided, look, um, shall, we, shall we do another album? Oh, oh, oh reunion album. And, and because... You know, to be honest, no one, no one's really doing what, what we were doing back then today. You know, if you if you see, if you look now, there's always there's, there's a lot of soloists, which is great. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of solo artists, but but there's not many groups. I mean, we yeah. have bands, we have a lot of bands now, and and that's great as well. But but yeah, there's there's no one really doing what what Jam or Jam. We're doing, yeah, so we, and because so we decided, well, let's let's give it a let's just go for it, you know, let's do it. So nice. we're waiting for we're waiting for the borders to open so we can all get nice. together and, and do a yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know when we're ready. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so to answer your question, bro, yeah, it, it has crossed my mind where. You know, I've I've thought about it. You know, um, you know, putting putting a group together. Um, but to be honest, I, I I just 
I really didn't, I didn't have the time. But I'm thankful that, you know, there is, like, you know, names from Abbey's has, has mm. you know, who started Tone 6 now. Yeah, Tone 6, man. Ooh. Yeah, so, they're blowing up, man. You know, for, for such young kids, you know, their, their voices are very mature. Um, that, that's one thing that's, uh, that sets them apart, you know, is mm. for being so young, but yet their voices are very mature and they're awesome, you know. And I can't wait till they, they release their, their, you know, originals. I'm waiting for that day. And and you caught up, well, I've seen in one of your posts, um, his main's brother is residing in uh, Australia as well? Yeah, that's correct. Um, he's in, uh, he, he now resides here on the Gold Coast. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, he, uh, he run me, um, a couple of months ago, and he asked me if I was available to sing with him at a wedding. Oh, nice! So, uh, yeah, we've done this wedding together uh, here in, in GC, and it was good. Um, then I think when I posted a photo of me and him up, I think his brother back home in New Zealand was like, Oh man, you know, I really miss <laughs> his brother. <you> know? <laughs> And um, now that you're in the GC, um, you spoke to us earlier about uh, your your little one, uh, your your son. Uh, he's in the professional uh, camp for not camp. Uh, he's in Broncos. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So um, the Broncos uh, recruitment um, for youth development they uh, they they spotted him as a 13 year old back home in New Zealand. Um, and then, um, since he was 13, they were flying him back and forth, um, just for, um, for trainings, um, and, um, and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, it wasn't until, uh, September last year where the Broncos decided, oh, look, you know, we would, would really love for, for him to come to school here and we'll. You know, we'll get him a scholarship, and then you know that way he can he can also be a lot closer to us here at the Bronx. So he's come over. We're, we've we've come over, and um, yeah, he's had a he's had an awesome season this year playing for school school nice. footy here, school rugby league here in, in, in Australia is, is very different, very different to New Zealand school rugby league um, competitions. I mean, as you all know, the the school comp. In New Zealand's very short. It's a very mm. short season. We're here. Um, it's a very long season. You know, uh, as long as it's longer than the first of being season uh, that we have back home in New Zealand. Yep. So, yeah, league league is very um, yeah. It's it's awesome. And uh, just just seeing being able to watch him play um, for school and for, and for uh, you know representative level as well um, for the Malmaninka Cup, uh, which is which has been awesome, you know, for the the last few years, I've always missed a few of his games because I've had to travel um, uh, with Fiji or, or I'm with, you know, the Katinas, but this year, you know, I think it's, um, you know, despite, you know, what's happened with, with the pandemic, it's actually, it's been good for me to just have a break from singing and just to, to really focus on, on our son. So yeah, that, that's been a, uh, the positive for Know, during the COVID. Oh man, that's good to hear. Um, because you know, you as a professional yourself, a professional athlete, um, 
and you know the pressures the pressure you get from parents or just family outside um what's that been like for your your son um obviously you don't want to put pressure on him and at, because of being in a, a professional environment there's already yeah. pressure there anyway because you know they they want them to be at their i guess best um the advice that you give to him and or you can share with other people that are going through it as well yeah definitely that's a good question bro because you know us as parents all we can do is just encourage encourage our son that's all we can do you know we, we can't force them to do things and 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 we're just here to just encourage them and just just to make sure you know that that um you know that education is, is also important you know that's one thing that we've really um encouraged them with is you know son and i, I remember saying to him you know rugby league will only take you so far you know mm. and it can all be done with with one injury you know and then what 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 have you got? What have you got after that? You know, what do you have to fall back on? I said, man, you, you don't want to be. I said because because I know he can sing as well, but I've always told him make that that's the last option. But I would rather you, <laughs> I'd rather you get educated, maybe own your own business, or 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 to you know to just as, as long as he was educated, as long as he had something to fall back on. You know, and so at this age, you know, he already he's already made his mind up as as to what he wants to do, and and I think that's for us as parents, we also when we talk with the Broncos, and that we say, well, look, if you can offer him the scholarship, you know, to go to school here or go to university, and then yeah, man, we're we're good, man, we're good, you know, he can, you know, as 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 long as he has something to fall back on, yeah, that. That's one thing on advice I want to give to parents is, you know, especially when your your kids are at that level, at that elite level of sport or whatever it is, it's the main thing for us parents is we just, we just encourage them. You know, we're not. Yeah. Because we've just seen, I've seen a lot of kids here who have moved over and they've moved over just on their own. And there's no parents. And I kind of, I kind of feel for these kids because... You know, there's there's no one there's no one to, to be here for them. And so me and me and Jolene have been those parents for those kids, you know what I mean? And um yeah, just like if, if right now even I'm I'm encouraging my friends, hey man, I know I know your kids are your, your son's really talented, he's gifted. But if you want to bring him over here, then you need to move over here. You know, because there's a lot of things over here. Like you know, when uh, when when the Balangi see that their kids aren't playing because some island boy has taken their position, a lot of yeah, yeah, remarks, true. A lot of racist remarks are going to be yelled at. at, this, at this true. Point. And this kid doesn't have any any family here that he Love can support. talk to. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, just things like that. And so, yeah, just. They, they have to move over here. Uh, welcome, Fui. Welcome, Fui. And Soaks to the show. Um, <laughs> we're about to finish it, Fui, so see you later, bro. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Fui. Good to see you, Mauso. Hello, brother. 
Oh man. <laughs> and uh, how, how's your son doing at the moment? Um, with the uh, the Broncos training and everything, um, I'm sure it's pretty full on. Uh, Lappy. Yeah. Um. So they've they've got a they've got a, a two week break and then um then they start preseason next month. Um. So yeah, it's pretty funny here with school because um he's now started he's now starting year twelve now. So year twelve in Queensland starts starts in October. I mean, I'm not sure how the school system, schooling system goes in New South Wales and Victoria, but over here, like you'd be year he was year eleven at the beginning of the year, and now he's year twelve. He's year twelve right now. So oh, he's, yeah. he's also getting ready for his final exams. And um, but yeah, the trainings um, have, have have been awesome because obviously he started his preseason training last year in November. And even he said to me, said, man, Dad, the, he really notices the difference, you know, with the trainings here because, you know, he thought he was fit when he was back at home in New Zealand. <laughs> but, but since Different kind of here, training. You know, they, he's really fit, you know, so he's fit like his dad, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very fit. Is, is he at Kibra? No, he's at um, Palm Beach, Brumbin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got him, got him to play, play, um, play with the Balangi boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the, the real question, the real question is, uh, would he be playing for Samoa or Australia or New Zealand? New South Wales. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 um, he told me last year that uh, his heart will always be for Samoa. But I guess, you know, the, the beauty with our son is, you know, thanks to my mum and dad, you know, he can either play for Fiji, Tonga. Yeah, true, true. Or Samoa, but but I know uh, his heart will, will be to play for Samoa. Um, yeah, so. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Luffy. <laughs> you, you got tongue and blood in you, Luffy. Yeah, my mum. My mum uh, is from. Um, my mum's from Vavau, Lemato. Uh, oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. nice. Oh, oh, don't do it, Sox. Don't, don't, nah, he's trying to claim don't be claiming Luffy now. Don't be claiming Luffy now. Don't be claiming Luffy now. Yeah, we're better, we're better put this guy on mute because um, <laughs> he's next level once he finds out that sort of Along stuff. Along with Fiji. Fiji's got togging blood in him too, so he's togging. <laughs> yeah, that's He's togging to talented, bro. That's very true. Fiji Fiji is also part, part togging as well. Oh, he's here we one. go. Yes, no one. He has connections to so game over for this tonight. <laughs> hey, Fui, how, how you been, Fui? How you been, brother? How, how's the lockdown? Is Mike is on mute? I'm mute as Mike. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. 
playing up. Why don't you want me to talk, Matthew? So. <laughs> hey, I brought you on. I feel so doesn't want me to talk. <laughs> uh, I just want to hear your English accent again. <laughs> how, how are you? Just wanted to jump on and uh, listen to those so lucky. Because last time I seen Lappy, it was before me here in Melbourne, but someone's poisoned my orange juice. So I couldn't really see <laughs> properly when he was performing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so, it's, it's good to jump on. <laughs> I remember I remember I was on stage. I think it was um and I was on tour with Ed East in Melbourne. And I could see I could see Fuya out in the out in the in the audience in the crowd. And I'm trying to I'm trying to wave out to him, and I was like, oh no, I think my brother's had enough. I think he's had enough. <laughs> but um, but also I also remember seeing you at the Fiji concert too, and I remember waving out. Or was it the Jamal Jam concert? And I waved out to you. I remember I acknowledged you when um, I think I was with Jamal Jam. Jamal Jam, Jamal Jam. Yeah. Man, I spotted you in the crowd, man. Oh, man. This yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even step past that. Hey, then. Yeah. Every time I watch it, someone poisons my, my uh, orange juice. I need to take orange juice. Um, Luffy, uh, now uh, your career now, you... Just following your young young boy around uh, with the Broncos, um, were you singing, doing a bit of gigs, uh, gigging over in um, Australia? Yeah, it's a, oh man, I I, I I haven't really thought about doing gigs here in, in the Broncos. Um, like I said before, that focus is really on our on our boy, and um, yeah, I know I know I'm going to be heading back to the US in January. Um, so it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be all go again. But but I haven't. I think that the last kick that I done was um, was one love here on the Gold Coast, and then after that, that's when COVID hit. So um, you know we'll see we'll see what happens um, for the new year. But I, I know definitely in the first first few months, first three months of the year, it's gonna be back on uh, back to the US. And um, what what will be your one of the best, or like uh, with all your touring and traveling to different um, countries, uh, what will be one of the best places you've visited, or that you'll keep going back to if you had the chance? Um, Sydney. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really loved it in um, in Miami. I think Miami's Miami kind of reminds me of the Gold Coast. You know, it's a uh, um, you know, Florida is a is a state that's like, you know, right on the coast. It's near the water. Miami's the same. You know, the city of Miami's on. It's built on water, so it reminds me a lot of the Gold Coast. Um, you know, the people are great, um, and yeah, just just going there, 
you know a lot it's yeah, it's one of the one of the pretty places um also i, I like going to seattle seattle washington because it reminds me of new zealand it's so green you know it's the only it's the only city in the state of uh washington state where it rains a lot seattle rains a lot so it's nice and green like new zealand so those are probably my you know my favorite places that i like to, uh like to go to uh the cook islands i, I love going to rarotonga uh that's mm. probably the only place in the south pacific where i can go and just really relax um, you know, I love going back to Samoa and Tonga as well. But then when you go to Samoa and Tonga, you're always going to have to take an envelope with you to give to your family. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, before you can actually relax. But, um, yes, uh, yeah, those, those, are, those are my favorite places. And even um, up north, in the far north of New Zealand, like um, Taitaia, Ahipara, I like, I like going up there beautiful up there and just yeah no no distractions you know that can really just have a good break that's that's the thing of being famous say eh? everybody wants to to do something or want you to do something for them and to have that little break away from the world or from everything is i guess it's pretty good yeah oh yeah yeah definitely and, and, you, and you really need that time you know to need that quality time to spend with you know especially with my wife and, and the kids as well you know that's that's, uh, that's really important for me uh, you work corrections eh? yeah I, I worked I worked uh, two years at Mount Eden Prison and, uh, oh geez yeah, you technical difficulties were you, were you ever uh, a prisoner? No, lovely. Have you been locked up before? Hey Josh, but um, I did look after a few of your cousins. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need an ice block. I need an ice block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, those were um, those were fun times, you know. Um, especially seeing uh, a lot of our you know, a lot of our own people coming in, you know, and, um, you know, back then, the, when you look at the statistics of, you know, Balangis and Māori, who were, the, you know, they were quite, um, the, they were the majority of, you know, being in the prisons, but um, very fast, you know, Polynesians or Pacific Islanders were, you know, the stats were starting to change real fast, and so, you know, there's a... <coughs> There's a big percentage now, I guess, you know, in, the, uh, in terms of the prison population. I think they're the third, they'd be the third now, or in the Pacific. So those are alarm bells. Did you, um, at any time in your, of your career inside uh, doing corrections, um, you know, obviously you have your deal with a lot of inmates. Um, Depression is depression big or depression anxiety? Uh, was that did you ever have to deal with any of the inmates or were you trained to deal with it? We weren't, to, in, in all honesty, we, we, we were never trained to you know to, to wear that hat, you know, or to you know to, to be, um, uh, to, yeah, we, we never had the expertise to 
to get them or to, to have those conversations with them when they were going through those those times um, when they were in that dark place. But I guess, you know, we were, you know, we, we wore, I wore the hat, not of a corrections officer at the time, while working in there, it was always like I, I could be that older brother. Um, or, you know, sometimes, and even working with Josh alongside at, at, youth, at the Youth Justice, you know, we, we played, you know, um, we wore the hat of, a, you know, having the father figure, you know, for these young people. But in terms of the prison, man, it was just, it was just listening to them, just being able to just listen to, to what they were going through. And, man, when you, when you read the history and the background of, of a lot of, uh, a lot of our men that are, that are in um, incarceration, man, it was sharks. You know, there were times where, yeah, you kind of, I got a bit emotional just reading the backgrounds and, and the history and, and what they've been through right from a young age. You know, so, yeah, man, you know, I, I witnessed, um, I witnessed a couple of uh, suicides, you know, while working, while working there and, yeah. um, you know, it was always during Christmas time and, and New Year's where, you know, they're, where they're most vulnerable. And, yeah, I'll never forget, you know, the first time having to cut cut someone down, you know. Um, oh, bro. Yeah, just, um, but it was, you know, the, the way I, you know, dealt with it was, you know, I was just grateful that, you know, I, I belong you know, to a church, I had a lot of family that, you know, were, you know, quite, or were very supportive, um, Support system there. you know, during that time, um, you know, just witnessing, uh, but how I, how, how I dealt with it was, you know, obviously just surrounding myself with positive people and making sure that, you know, yeah, I was, I was all good, you know, to, to carry on with work. <laughs> Yeah, it, you really don't know how to deal with it until it happens to you. I guess with us on the trains and people, uh, you know, wanting to commit suicide and using the trains as a, as a tool to do it, I keep thinking about, like, uh, we really don't know how to react or how to cope with it until it happens. I guess it was similar for you uh, when you had to go through oh, that, yeah. cutting someone down. Definitely. I think, you know, one of the first things that I ever done, you know, after witnessing that kind of stuff was, you know, I went to people that I knew of that had siblings that had done the same thing. And then, you know, my questions, you know, to them was, well, how did you get through it? You know, what what did you do? You know, and who were the people that you went and yeah, yeah. did you get counselling? You know, and, mm. um, you know, most of them, most of them didn't. Most of them didn't get counselling, you know. Um, but the ones that did get clean, you know, obviously, you know, they were, you know, very, very fortunate to, to get that counselling. Um, there was counselling, there is counselling available, you know, just like in any other job. Um, um, and yeah, they were, they were, they were, yeah, they were, they were awesome. They were very supportive, and um, you know, if anything, they were encouraging me not. Not to go back to work, you know, straight away. Um, and yeah, had a had a few 
had a few sessions with the, the councils and it was free you know so yeah yeah um Bobby, did you um I, I i did a bit of uh work with uh practice as well as you know and i've um opened up a door to a deceased person um through unlocks um did you feel of being an islander did you feel being an islander that it was the deaf side of things wasn't really shocking to us. It was kind of like a, our, our cultures and that, except kind of, you know, those things as to be, um, you know, some people get scared and run and can't look at it or can't face it. But yeah. our culture, you know, we kind of like, um, you know, we, we kiss our dead, we cry on them, we, we pretty much treat bring them, them like, home. Yeah, we do everything like they're, like they're not even deceased. Um. Yeah, did you did you feel like that a, a little bit like um, like you know like it wasn't too overwhelming like for some people like that, you know? Yeah, I think for me at the time, yeah, I was you know I'll be honest, you know I was I was freaked out. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was quite quite freaky. But but I understand your question. Like you know, I know you know we death is always you know it's part of life. And, and us as specific, you know, we it's open, hey, you know, when we our, our loved ones. Yeah. But it's very different when it's someone that's... Like you said, it's hard to deal with it on the spot, you know, because you, you're, you're firstly, you're, you're firstly, you're shocked, you don't know what to do. And then um, secondly, you know, you're, you're hoping your training will come through and teach you, shit, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Um, and... Just going back to what um, Swanky was saying, uh, we we drive trains in, in Auckland. Um, going through the interview process, they say, "Oh, you know, how 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 are you with um, you know fatalities?" And to get the job, I just said, "Yeah, I'm good." But really, I don't know. I've never hit someone or killed someone. You know, you can't plan to have a good fatality ever. So. Um, yeah, to get the job, I said yes. Oh, I, I think I'm all good. Um, and then, obviously, driving now, a near miss or someone just walking in front of you—that's a big shock to you. So that could that could put put anyone off um, seeing that sort of stuff. And you know, I'm just hoping at the end of all this that counselling is good. You know, you get the 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 right people talking to you. Um, the right people. Uh, you know, diagnosing you with uh, whatever you have, whether you're, you're, you're gone into that mental state of uh, depression or, um, yeah, something along those lines. But I just hope that if people are, are to reach out, there, there's avenues they can take. I, I remember asking the counsellor, my first question that I asked him was, you know, had, had he been... Um, what you know has has he ever been through it? Has he ever seen someone you know? And um, and, and he answered, yeah, yeah, I've been through it. And and so it was you know I was at ease. I was more at ease because I knew that oh well he's been through it. And then you know I remember you know like I shared earlier like you know I'd always I went and spoke to people who were close to me that had siblings that had you know um, committed suicide as well. And I guess, you know, when I had those conversations with those people, you know, I said, look, you know, I know you don't want to go through it again, but I, you know, for me, you know, this is what happened to me. 
And I just want to know from you, like, how did you get out of that? How did you, um, you know, how did you deal with it? You know, how did you overcome it? And so they were, they, they were a huge help as well, as well as the councillors as well. Uh, shout out to the chat that's come through or that have been listening, the, the followers, the viewers. Um, we also stream to uh, podcasting platforms such as Spotify and every podcasting site out there. Uh, but before we end our live, um, it's something we kind of uh, tap into um, towards the end of our, our session is um, leaving an advice or a quote or something with our um, our followers uh, out there. So, um, uh, Mafioso, if you want to run us through your your piece. Man. Sorry, is my mic on? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's going to be the same um, for me. We, um, it's a communication part for me. Um, it's the fact that we need to open our mouth and we need to talk. Share, share. I mean, that could be the change for this week's one. It could be share, share something. Um, you're going to need to talk, but, but sharing is a different thing because it involves a little bit more of uh, what's going on inside your mind, how you're feeling, um, whether you're down, you're up, whether you're in trouble, where you don't know what to do, you know. Um, I think, yeah, share, share something with somebody. Um, a good thing, a bad thing, um, just, yeah. Have a talk to somebody, share something. Um, never know what that could be uh, for you in the end, um, in the long run, you know. Um, That's it. Times are hard. Times are hard these days. So, yeah, if you can't talk to somebody, share a story. You could just change the name from you to somebody else. Um, but, yeah. It's, yeah, it's that start that you've, you've actually opened up um, about something that, that could be uh, getting you down. Yeah, just sharing that story, might, someone else might relate to it. And, uh yeah. Definitely. Might get them through those hard times, Oos. Mm. I'll follow up, Oos. Uh, same every week, bro. Check in. Check in with those family loved ones that you haven't uh, spoke to for in a while. Uh, life's, life's fast, bro. Like Times are fast now. Before you know it, it's the end of the week. Before you know it, the end of next week. Uh, just check in on your family loved ones. And uh, yeah, because it but only you will know if behavioural changes or a close friend, see them change behaviour. Just give them a quick question. Are you okay? Check in. Again, that, that one question, that simple question might just open up a conversation and uh, might start pouring out what's really going on behind that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know. So check in on the, check in on the boys, check in on your family, friends, loved ones. That's a loose every week. Just a couple of things for me. Um, be attentive to, to your family and friends. Eh? Like, if you if you know a person well and you see that there's something wrong, like it's a little change in their behavior, something's going on yeah. for them. It's, it's yeah. to look out for the small things. You know, if I'm talkative and like one day I'm not talkative, something's wrong. Or, you know, mm-hmm. It's just you need to be attentive and, uh, for the people around you and, and see what's going on for them. Because no yeah. one really wants to talk about I'm, I'm feeling bad, I'm feeling dumb. Um, yeah. Secondly is... Sorry, I've just got a, a couple of things. Secondly is um, whatever negative feelings that you have, it's normal, right? You know, being, feeling sad, being angry, or your depression, all that, it's, it's normal. But what yeah. we need to do is we need to unlearn how we manage it and learn the new, a new type of strategy to, to deal with it. 
Um, and and that, that just means being um, being aware of how you feel. And, and just like, like the boys say, communicate, reach out. Um, and like, we need to be more actively, openly asking people, are they okay? And just be consistent about it, you know? Because they might hear it the first, you know, first time, second time, but it went, it went, the, the door went, it went click till later on. So we're always openly yeah. just checking in on people. One day they might just say, oh, actually, I'm not okay. And like, my last one is just failure. If you fail in life, it's all good, right? The disappointment and um, expectations is one of the biggest downfalls for us specific islanders. It's all good to fail. If we fail in our relationships, if we fail at work, wherever we fail, the best thing, the best part about failure is that we can learn from, from our mistakes or we should learn from our mistakes and that the support network around you is there to just to, you know, back you up. But yeah, lots of thanks for that, man. And just shout out to Melbourne. Melbourne on your level four. I know I've spoken to a lot of people in, in Melbourne and it's it's really, it's a downtime for them. It's not a good time being locked up and stuff. Um, um, but just my praise and thoughts to you, all of you guys going through stuff, reach out on the, especially on the page, boys. Um, just interact, do, do some interaction, <clears throat> write your thoughts and just, yeah, just be, just be you. Be all good. Thanks. What's up, brother? Um, one thing for me is, uh, yeah, um, there's always help out there, and I know it's the hardest thing is to reach out. Um, we, as a team uh, with the podcast, um, we try to reach out to as many people as we can, um, whether it's just the post, hoping to, you know, draw them in, or, um, yeah, just standing on our lives. So uh, for those that have tuned in and are listening to our podcast in the future, you know, there's always help out there professionally. Um, like we, we don't know everything, but uh, we'll always lend a, a helping ear um, to listen to anything you want to you wanna share with us. So, um, and at the same time, we can refer you on to professional help. There's always professional help out there. Yeah. Um, Lappy, you want to share a little advice uh, for our, I don't know, for our viewers out there and listeners? Oh yeah, just um, you know, I think uh, these uh, these platforms are, are really awesome, and you know, and especially for our um, for our bus speaker, you know, especially for our Pacific people, because you know we're always, you know, when when someone asks, you know, how we're doing, and you know, our answer will always be, oh no, we're good, I'm good. I'm good, and you know I think as brothers, you know when we have that close, when we have that close brother, uh, that's very dear to us, and you know we need to like you know be more, you know upfront and say, nah, seriously, how are you, you know, um, and that they're they're able to be, you know, that they they're comfortable to to share what they're really going through. Yeah, my my heart goes out to you know to anyone that's you know really in that dark place. Um, and, and I just, you know, I'm grateful that being in the music industry, we can, you know, we can help, you know, some way, you know, with the songs that we sing can, can be really therapeutic, um, for, for people, you know, I've, you know, just over the years, you know, we've had people, you know, just send messages of, you know, thanks, man, you know, thank you for, for writing that song because, you know, it really helped. It helped me, it helped me and my wife, you know, and it helped, uh, you know, our, our child or whatever, you know, to, to get through what what they were going through. 
um, at the time. And so, um, yeah, I just, you know, there's, there's a real, um, you know, healing in, in the music um, yeah, yeah. That, 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 you know, that I'm part of and, and that everyone else is a, is, is a part of as well, you know. And, and then I'm talking really about, about our Pacific artists, um, who are just you know writing some some real awesome stuff, and so I'm glad you know we can be able to help that way. Um, but you know I'm you know I'll always be that I'll always be a, a person that will make time for someone, you know, and it, and it doesn't matter you know whether you know I've known you from just meeting you today or or known you all my life, and so yeah, that's, you know because you know. It could have happened to me as well, you know, and I'm just thankful that I had those people that I could talk to yeah. as well. You know, when I went through, you know, when I was, you know, going through that stage of, you know, when I witnessed my first, you know, hanging that man. But, yeah, just to be, and just to be true, you know, to your brothers, be honest with them and just, because if, you know, us as guys, us as men, you know, sometimes we're not really, you know, we don't want to show that lovey-dovey side to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other brother. Definitely. Yeah, brother. yeah. Caught up in that stigma. There's a real need for that. And so I think, you know, having this having this podcast, you know, for the boys, well, that's what it is. It's for the boys. You know, it's, um, and it's, it's for the boys so then they can be a blessing to others and then, you know, they can say, "Yeah, it's uh, it's for the boys," and then we can we can go out there and and share our stories that that can hopefully be an encouragement to someone else, and to hopefully you know say, "Oh, it's all good, it's okay." I've been through the same thing, or I've probably mm. been through worse. So, yeah. thank you, thank you, lovey. Thank you. For you, wanna? Yeah, I just want to say. Um, just stay positive, hey. It doesn't matter how many times your mic goes on and off. Just um, keep your head up. You know what I mean? <laughs> times are hard out here. And you just keep on going on mute and then unmute. But um, just got to fight through. You know what I mean? But um, in all seriousness, I just want to say, like, um, um, even though things are hard here in Melbourne, um, me and my wife's um, outlook is always there's always someone doing worse than us. So um, you gotta you gotta stay up, especially if you have little ones. And um, just um, having that outlook has helped us heat. You know, there's always someone out there that's doing it tough and um, tougher than you. So um, whatever you do, just do your best to stay up and keep those around you up. That's all. Shout out, Thank you, so. Thank you, thank you. Uh, with that, Oops, uh, say thank you to Lappy for taking the time. Thank you, Udo. Jump on our little podcast. Uh, thank you for sharing your stories, uh, dropping your knowledge, and uh, getting to know the Uso behind the iconic voice. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day, Uso. Very much appreciated. Thank you, Fui. Thank you for blessing us with your lovely moustache this afternoon. <laughs> Always appreciate you jumping on every week. Uh, thank you. I uh, hope present thoughts out to you and the family out there in uh, Melbourne. But yeah, again, uh, thank you, uh, Luffy, for uh, 
taking the time and joining our podcast and sharing your experiences, your stories. Uh, Josh, thank you all for jumping on the podcast this week. Always, always good to see you, Japan. But that's us, boys. Uh, that's awesome. our show for this week. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks, boys. Thanks, everyone, for uh, tuning in. Um, hopefully, everyone has a good, uh, a good week. And uh, yeah, to Lucky Fui, and always uh, appreciate you guys jumping on and um, sharing your piece with us. But uh, this is um, for the boys' podcast. Uh, we're signing out. Hey, boy, boy.